The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So the ancient Egyptians believed that upon death they would be asked two questions. And their answers would determine whether or not they got to continue on their journey in the afterlife. The first question was, did you bring joy? The second question was, did you find joy? This past Wednesday, we held another one of our sacred services. And it's guided meditation, it's affirmative prayer, and it's Reiki healing. And a couple of moments that I was privy to, but participants were not, was affirmative prayer after affirmative prayer practitioner coming out of their session with one participant and coming up to me excitedly and asking, who's next? And who all exhibited true disappointment on their face once everyone had been served. We set up three Reiki tables over here by the windows and each table, each participant had three to four Reiki practitioners sharing their gifts. And at one point, I was walking in between the tables, and I can tell you that it felt as if walking waist high in the ocean, and you're walking through that resistance, but there's also that those currents of energy flowing through, flowing, flowing around. You know the feeling? It, it was fierce, let me tell you. It was just a fierce feeling. And I swear at one point, looking out at the group, you could see that they all were kind of illuminating the room like lightning bugs on the summer night. It was great. And at one point, I stood up here over by the piano. And from that vantage point, I was able to just see it all. The, the participants lined up waiting for their turn, the Reiki practitioners doing Reiki, the, the prayer practitioners that were complete at that point, holding consciousness. Just holding consciousness for those in attendance. And it was in that instant of just soaking it all in, I found joy. And I found joy because I brought joy. I brought joy. In that instant, I realized the fulfillment of what I know my individual divine purpose to be. And my individual divine purpose is to be an active, effective, successful, and prosperous facilitator for the evolution of divine consciousness, consciousness on the planet by means of living, practicing, and teaching spiritual principles that spiritual principles that govern our lives to all who are willing to live, practice, and teach the spiritual principles that govern our lives. Now, 
something else the participants and nor the practitioners witnessed was the two hours that Dan and I spent preparing the center prior to the sacred service. We had to set up the table, calling out the Reiki tables and setting up the chairs just right, putting a few decorations here or there to complement the energy. Nor did they witness, and this was reserved just for Dan, the 45 minutes of the two hour setup time was just me feeling the energy in the room, feeling the joy and the happiness just in that moment for the anticipation of the healings and demonstrations that were to manifest that evening. And of course, no one witnessed Dan and I putting everything back together to where it was that we would be ready that's the thing about divine purpose. Sometimes you got to be willing to perspire in order to inspire. In the Four Laws of Prosperity, Ed, Edwin Gaines writes, God has given us an inner guidance system to help us find our divine purpose. It is that part of us that feels joy. Once you define what brings you joy and allows you to find joy. You are well on your way to defining your divine purpose. As you define your divine purpose, feeling that passionate energy of your divine purpose and precisely practice the four spiritual laws of prosperity, you discover living a prosperous and abundant journey becomes effortless because you are consistently engaging the universe to live abundantly, which is the title of our lesson this morning, Engaging the Universe to Live Abundantly. So I'll tell you a little story about a fellow one time he went out, he went out to a bar, and there at a table he sees a friend of his he hasn't seen in a, in a while, and he goes over to his friend and he says, you know, what's going on? You, you look horrible. Friends, yeah, I know, what a friend, right? And the friend says, well, you know, my mother died in August, and she left me $25,000. And the man replied, now, wow, that, that's tough, that's hard. And then the friend continued, then in September, my father passed away, and he left me $90,000. The man says, wow, two parents gone in two months? How difficult, no wonder you're upset. And the friend continues, then last month my aunt died and left me $15,000. The man said, three close friends lost, or three close relatives lost in three months. How sad. And his friend continues, then this month, nothing, absolutely nothing <laughs> is coming in. An individual's divine purpose is defined by what he or she joyful expre joyfully expresses to the universe, never about what he or she receives from the universe. This morning, we are wrapping up the series, as I said earlier, on the book by Edwin Gaines, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. If you haven't read it, read it. If you've been following along with the homework, the homework has been to read it once silently to yourself and then read it out loud to whomever is within earshot. 
so that you can soak in the vibration of the words. Now, over the past four weeks, we have discussed the spiritual law of tithing and how the practice of actual tithing strengthens and expands an individual's alignment with the abundance of the universe. We have discussed goal setting and how setting our intention to operate outside of our comfort zone ensures our ability to achieve our goals of living as a perfect reflection of the limitless abundance and prosperity of the universe. And last week we examined the law of forgiveness and the necessity for us to do a daily cleansing of our heart and our consciousness of any residual energy blocks, anger or hurt from the past, so that we may operate free of any energetic obstructions to our being in the flow of universal good. Now all of that has brought us to this fourth law of prosperity, divine purpose. Here's what Edwin wrote. She said, the way to ensure you live your divine purpose is to live in integrity with three other spiritual laws. Three other spiritual laws. Through a precise and consistent practice of tithing, goal setting, getting out of your comfort zone, practicing forgiveness. The precise practice of the four spiritual laws ensures our ability to comprehensively and habitually make Edwin's definition of prosperity, a second nature way of being, just conditioning our energy. Now remember, Edwin's definition of prosperity is the last time you have to hear it. You're going to have to read it now, going forward, because I've shared it every lesson. Her definition of prosperity is a vitally alive physical body to provide a comfortable worldly home for the spiritual relationships that are satisfying, nurturing, honest, and work all the time. Work that we love so much that it's not work, it's play. It's all the money we can spend. That's it. You want to live that definition of prosperity. You want that to be so ingrained that you no longer have to think about, am I living this definition of prosperity? Because you're just automatically doing it. That's what habitually means. What we want you to get your mind around for this law of divine purpose is it goes far beyond the concept of doing what you love and the money will follow. Well, I've heard of that before. Do what you love, the money will follow. So we want to break it down because what Edwin is saying is that the practice and demonstration of your divine purpose is to do that which brings you joy and allows, and allows you to find joy throughout the world. And in doing that, the abundance of the universe will always follow. And here's the kicker. That which brings you joy does not have to be the way you earn your paycheck. That which brings you joy does not have to be some something paradigm shifting. It only needs to be your definition of what it means to serve the world from the energy of your soul, to serve the world through acts of kindness and deeds which bring you joy. If what brings you joy is 
painting and your painting bring joy to just one purpose, one person, you are living your divine purpose. The means by which your abundance flows is not relevant as the universe resonates with your healing, healing the energy of joy. More joy or more abundance. We are we exist within a universe that operates by way of the law of attraction. The more good you feel, the more joy you feel, the more positive energy your consciousness embodies, the more the positive energy of the universe is going to resonate with you. Edwin writes, every single one of us has come to this journey with some special gift, some special interest, some special talent, some special way of impacting this world so that it becomes a better place for everyone. You have the potential to live at the level of Gandhi, our Mother Teresa. The question you must ask yourself is, am I willing to define, embrace, and hold fast to my divine purpose prayerfully, persistently, and patiently? And if the answer is yes, then impossible truly can become possible in your life. If the answer is yes, then nothing's impossible. So I want to share two alternative divine purposes for you. Because we know what my divine purpose is, right? To be that active facilitator of divine consciousness. And that's great for me, because somewhere along the way, something within me said, let's go and talk about spiritual principles. But that might not be what you want to do. So one divine purpose may be, an individual may state is being an active, effective, successful, and prosperous culinary master by means of my sharing my culinary talents to all who will enjoy my talents. My divine purpose is to experience and express the innate beauty of the divine life and divine nature through sharing my divine perceptions with anyone will experience joy in my divine perceptions. Neither of those divine purposes shared require abundance and prosperity flow into a journey through a certain aspect. Now the culinary one we can debate about because well that, that that's obviously a chef, not necessarily. It could be somebody that enjoys making sweet potato pies for their family. want to remember, we don't want to require divine abundance to flow through any certain avenue. In doing so, we are attempting to limit the limitless. We simply want to know that the divine flow comes to us, flows through us, as us, through an, an infinite infinite. So the first divine purpose focused on cooking. It did not say being a chef in a five-star restaurant as my source of income. It focused only on finding joy and breaking joy, bringing joy. And the second, well, that one at the surface is more vague, isn't it? Because it's all about finding joy and bringing joy, but through my perception of nature and life and bringing joy to those who would enjoy those perceptions. 
Now, that could be standing on a beach somewhere flipping burgers and talking to the customers as they come up to the table. It could be walking a golf course, improving my golf game, while I focus on the presence of God and the nature that surrounds me. Both concerns, bringing and finding joy in our journey, an unending measure of Any golfer should only be touched. Charles Schwab says, don't limit investing. Don't limit investing to the financial world. Invest something of yourself and you will be, you will be richly rewarded. Invest in yourself. Are you taking classes? Are you attending sacred, sacred evenings? Are you having fun bringing joy to, to the world? Are you pursuing your hobby? Does it bring you joy? And if so, Find a way for that investment of your time, of your energy, to serve the world at large. And again, it doesn't have to be shifting, changing the whole world. The way we change the world is not by changing it overnight for the six billion or so people that populate it. We change the world one person at a time. We change the world one consciousness at a time. So if somebody finds great joy in cheering their perception of nature out on the golf course, and that inspires me to pick up a piece of trash off the ground. And they have lived their divine The key here is really sinking into that awareness that that joy that you're bringing, that joy that you're finding, is a higher vibrating energy. And when I trust that I'm centered in that higher vibrating energy, and that higher vibrating energy is pure God that I am resonating with and is resonating with me, then I have nothing to be worried about. I have nothing to be concerned about because I know that since I am in alignment with source, I am in alignment with love. I am in alignment with love. I don't need to be concerned with where the income is coming from because I know the flow of God is coming from where? Oh. You mean I don't have to pound the table for a new job to make more money? No. Stop pounding the table. Start putting the paintbrush to the canvas. Start putting the keys. I was going to say keys to the typewriter, but that really dates me, doesn't it? Start putting the cursor on the word processor. What brings you joy? This journey, this experience, this physical life that you have, is finite. Physical realm. And your intention here is to experience, to bring, find and to share as much joy as you can. And to do so knowing that, that when you're doing that, you're doing so from a level of optimistic anticipation that you're living your purpose. Therefore, the universe, of course, is going to support you. And sometimes being that optimistic can be difficult, but you can do it. Dick, Dick, Dick Ziegler said, I'm so optimistic 
I'd go after Moby Dick and a rowboat with the tartar sauce. I love that. So am I. I mean, I'm so excited about our sacred evenings and what we do here. I'm willing to stand at, on the First Baptist steps and hand out flyers. Let me tell you. They not might like it, but I'd get a kick out of it. Esther Hicks said your real work is to decide what you want and then focus upon it. Well, what do you want? At the end of the day, we can say, well, I want this job, or I want this spouse, or I want this demonstration of health. But really, what you want is peace of mind. And you're not going to find peace of mind until you've settled that intention to let go of everything else and just experience joy in what you're doing. Just experience the joy of what you're doing. And at some point along our spiritual path, we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. And the choice is... Do we want to be human beings who utilize spiritual principles to get what we want? Or do we want to be spiritual beings creating in harmony with the essence of the divine and all the joy of life as we want? The end result of those two choices will be someone who is always getting or trying to get or someone who is the presence of the divine, bringing and finding joy throughout their life experience, never needing or wanting, and always experiencing the abundance of the universe. Edwin writes, what did you come to earth to do? I love that question. What did you come to this earth to do? Whatever the answer is, she says it's time to start doing, realizing that you were not put on this earth simply to work hard, pay taxes, retire, and die. That's not your divine plan. We are on this planet to discover and demonstrate our divinity. You are on this planet to live your divine purpose. And, you know, we know that sometimes people may get uncomfortable and they'll say and they'll feel things like, well, you know, life just gets in the way of me living my divinity. Life gets in the way of my living my purpose, and they're concerned about what others may say, think, or, or say about them as they go about living their divine purpose. And that cloud of energy, that doubt of the external, begins to cloud their divinity. And yet we say as clearly as we can, you are not here You're not here to please everyone and have everyone like you. Trust me, I know. Ask my peers. It's split 50-50. You are here to live your divine uniqueness in your own way and to do so cloaked in the energy of joy. And if there is a yearning within you to find and make, find and bring more joy to your journey, the good news is the journey ain't over. The journey ain't over. So it's up to you to take back your life, to take back your divine purpose. It's up to you to be strong in your practice of your spiritual principle. It is up to you to turn on your power by engaging the universe at the upper echelon of your powerful thoughts and consciousness. 
It is up to you to let go of any intention of just getting by within any aspect of your journey. Setting the intention to joyfully thrive through every nymph and cranny Here, just to demonstrate abundance and prosperity, you're here to be, actually be, the continuing unfolding of the endless expression of divine abundance. You know, I get it. People get lost, and those that and those that do life gets in the way. And we say to you this, life never gets in the way. Life never gets in the way. Life in all its fullness and all its glory and all its joy is the pure energy of God coming forward to be expressed and experienced. What gets in the way, what gets in the way of someone living their divine purpose is their perception of their oneness. how powerful they are. They forget why they came here in the first place. And they listen to the yak of others. Let it go. What gets in the way is the negative thought, old patterns, and a lack Most of the time in his meditation, he was pondering about the most important things in life because he thought the, the gravity of the important issue could come more easily and would lead people beyond the exterior of existence and disclose to, to them the reasons of, of things, of why things occur as they do. And no matter how long he meditated and observed, he just wasn't getting the result that he wanted. So to clear his doubts, he decided to go and see a spiritual master who lived in a faraway forest. And when he finally met the sage, or, you know, I'm going tonight road, Monday through Friday. And when he finally met the sage, the sage asked what he brought him here. And the man replied he was searching for the most precious deed one person could do to get close to God. And the sage asked him, well, what did you do when you went here? And the young man thought, and the sage didn't understand the question, so he repeated his demand, and the sage asked again, what did you do on your way here? And the student said, well, I toiled, because the road up was uphill, and it was very steep, and I got thirsty, it was, it was very trying, but I made an effort to patiently endure the trouble walking. And the sage said, well, what did you do next? And the young man said, well, I meditated as I do every day. Day I pondered life. What'd you do next? And the student said, I helped the disabled man by taking his bundle of wood to his place. This meant a long detour from my route because he was too weak for the burden. What'd you do next? And the young man hesitated. And then he admitted, I sat on a stone for a moment and played with a marble that my father gave me when I left school. I apologized for wasting 
my timeline now. And the sage asked, what action made you feel lighter? The young man was kind of puzzled, and he looked at the sage and said, well, I'm not sure. The sage said, please answer my question. with the marbles. I was free. I was happy. I had no thoughts, no worries, no desires. And the sage said, that was the best time of your day. When you yielded to play. Play is a light, yet serious activity because then God is near you. To go beyond the surface of existence in the very same moment you rise in our affirmation card this week is from Edwin, who said, What I know for clarity and certainty is that when you make 100% commitment to do or be something, and you take every step with integrity, the universe will open up a way where before you there was no way. The universe will rush to support you. When you make a 100% commitment to live your divine purpose, universe will open up and rush to you. And remember that divine purpose is We lovingly and humbly suggest to you for the implementation of this fourth spiritual law, living your divine purpose, that you not examine where your current revenues are flowing from on this physical plane. Rather, you examine your Determine where your current expressions of joy are being expressed and experienced. Then rather than set the intention to increase your revenues, set your intention to increase your joy. Increase your joy and find that which makes you feel lighter, allows you to yield to play, as it is that playful energy of joy that resonates and attracts more of positive, abundant flowing energy and force into your experience. I want you to try something on, because we just had this happen a couple of weeks ago. Lady stood in the service room, haven't seen her in a while. Hopefully she's listening remotely, um, because she lives kind of far away, like over an hour and a half away, but she still comes to service every so often. And I saw her a couple of weeks ago here, and she was all excited about the service, told me how much she loved the service to me, and I'm like, hey, man, what's not to love? But then she said, then she said, you know, I just need you to pray for me a little bit, because right now I'm going through a divorce. Hard. Hard. And what we said to her was, you're not going through a divorce. You're growing through a divorce. We want you to set that intention grow through into joy anything that you perceive to be an obstacle to your greater good. So if I'm not finding joy and I'm stuck in a low-paying job, I'm, I might say, well, I'm going through, I'm going through this horrible career. I'm going through having to find another job. And what we say to you is, bring some joy into it so that you can say, I'm growing through this old job into a new and wonderful expression of it. 
on. I'm growing through this health challenge so that I can joyfully experience more life. I'm growing through this current financial scenario so that I am experiencing joy at every turn without any concern about where my next expression of the abundance of God flows from. We don't go through anything unless we choose. And if we're choosing to go through something, by God, we can choose to grow through it as well. All I'm asking you is to consider, stop going through a challenge and start growing through every aspect of your journey so that you're always feeling that joy of life. And whatever it is that brings you coughing, if it's flipping burgers on the beach, if it's doing sacred service, if it's feeding the homeless, then do that. Do that and share that. Joy is, when you share joy, you expand. Neil Donald Walsh said, perception is a mirror, not a fact. And what I look upon is my state of mind. I look upon is my state of mind reflected out. My state of mind, I always want it to be joy. Your state of mind, you always want it to be joy. And it becomes joyful. It becomes centered in your divine purpose when you choose to grow through your journey. It is up to you to take back your life, your divine purpose. It is up to you to be strong in your practice of is up to you to turn on your power by engaging the universe at the upper echelons of your powerful thought, to honor the fire burning in, the, in your bones, to live your divine purpose by speaking your mind so that everyone hears your voice. Never allow the thoughts of what brings you joy to just rattle around in your brain. Set your intention to scream from the mountaintop and release those thoughts of joy through your actions. And when you do that, the universe will rush to support you. That's engaging the universe to live abundantly. I'll give you one closing thought from Edwin that I just had. Edwin says, in this chapter, so make sure you read it, Earth is a party planet. We are here to have fun. If you are not having fun with your life, you're not doing it right. Take a look at every aspect of your journey and determine if you're experiencing joy, if you're having fun. And if there's something you want to tweak a little bit, then just say it's okay. Because this is my opportunity to grow through it. It's my opportunity. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, Infinite Mind. 
infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.